millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. And today we're going to be reviewing this week's episodes of SmackDown and Raw, including Kurt Angle's big revelation of his texting mystery, the SummerSlam main event seemingly being worked out and set up, and a pretty lacklustre episode of SmackDown for the Go Home Battleground show. I forgot it was a Battleground Go Home. Exactly right. If you want to go straight to any of those discussions, click the timestamps in the video description below or stay right here while we're going to go into Raw in like 30 seconds. But first, we're a podcast now. You can hear this in audio form only. I guess you can kind of do that already on YouTube by just closing your eyes and listening or maybe... Going on another web page while this is playing in the background, all respectable ways of doing it. But if you want to listen to it by downloading it to your phone, smartphone device, put it on in the car, maybe when you're making love mm. and you have to be on airplane mode. Don't know why that would be a situation, but whatever you need to do it for. Could be on you, an airplane. You could be on an airplane. When you have yeah. to be on airplane mode. You could be joining the Mile High Club. Mm-hmm. And you want to listen to us talk to you, and you well, don't I mean, have I, internet reception. I could, I could see this being a scenario. Say you were going on a long haul flight, yeah. and your lady partner or late or man partner had said to you, or cis partner, there's <laughs> some more. Yeah, there. I mean, there are there are multiple. Uh, your your partner yes. of of any sex, gender, uh, race, or creed would have turned to you and said, "Oh." bit randy let's go join the mile high club and you're like oh that's a great idea but i've got a backlog of wrestle rambles to get through so can we do both yeah well that that's plausible it is very plausible my certainly more plausible than some stuff we're going to talk about that happened on raw my friend is getting married very soon and he is going to uh, america for his honeymoon to go see SummerSlam, actually and uh take over brooklyn three well and he uh, has sold he's me. taking his lady partner. Yes, she she, is. She's a big wrestling fan no, as well. No, and um, that makes it better. And he's got very, very good seats as well. I, mm. I'd imagine we will probably see him on the camera, and I will oh, point nice. him out and go like, "That's my friend." Um, and he has told me that he is going to be downloading a lot of Wrestle Rambles in advance. That's what put the idea into my head because yeah. he literally could be in the position that I just described. And he's horny. Yes, or she is. Or she is. Yeah, but yeah. You can't, you can't miss women, out on the wrestle. Women ramble. get horny. It does happen. So, yeah, that was a very <laughs> long way to say subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, more than thirty seconds as well. Yeah, there are other. As what women like. There are other providers. Um, 
she threw me with the <laughs> going the distance in lovemaking joke there. It's a pretty good one. Uh, so there are other, you can hopefully find this on other ones because the way podcasts work is that they mostly just grab stuff from iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you're on Android, for instance, you can just download a normal podcast catcher. Podcast I use, addict. what do I use? I use Pocket Casts. Ah, see, I use Podcast Addict. Yes, and it all, it all pulls from there. Uh, but stuff like the Google Play Store and Spotify, we're, we're working on getting ourselves on. So. They're not quite as easy to, to get around, unfortunately. Yeah. So there you go. There's a load that that was way too long. Mm. So let's talk about Raw. Yeah. Let's jump straight in with the opening segment. That was Dean Ambrose running out with a steel chair being like, oh, Miz and your friends, I'm so angry with you. You're going to have to fill in a few bits for me. Oh, why is that? Well, I didn't see the previous week because I was on a holiday. Oh, I haven't had a chance to catch up. Yeah. To be honest, I quite enjoyed not watching Raw. Well, here's the thing. You missed quite a great episode of Raw last week. Oh, wait. Should we talk (laughs) about that? Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, that's not the first in awe episode of Raw. You've definitely done a review in the past which was in awe. I did one in awe in the year and six months that I've been doing them. Yeah. Your first time first, reviewing. First week, mate. I got it. I was so excited about a great episode of Raw. I was like, this episode is... I'm in awe of this yeah. episode. I was not bored the entire time watching last week's episode. There was nothing that I felt was worth skipping. There was... Every segment meant something. Every segment furthered something. It was just a, a wonderful episode of Raw. Okay, so this this sort of... We have this debate all the time. Like, what is a five-star thing? Mm. What you've just described to me... I enjoyed every segment. That was really good. Ah. I wasn't bored. No, no. Okay. So not only was I I not bored by anything and not uh, every segment was very good, but there were just like just great moments like the the Brock Joe uh, Roman Reigns Mm. segment. It's the best Reigns has looked in so long. And there was some um, Have you you watched that segment, right? Watched a little bit and read a read because there was a great moment when uh, Kurt Angle was kind of sort of admonishing uh, admonishing him for the Mm. Braun Strowman attack. And he was like, you should be thanking me because you've not done anything about it. And then points at Brock and said, and you're never here to do anything about it. And the crowd went, oh. And I was like, yes, that's the sort of Roman that we want. Well, that, that, I mean, those are good points. But I, for for something to get to an in-all level, you have to have, for me, three incredible angles. Mm -hmm. And it has to be a flawless show elsewhere. And it, I thought like it, it can't a, drag in any point. I thought it was a flawless show you, elsewhere. You really also, enjoyed all the cruiserweight stuff. Yeah, I did. Actually, I thought the cruiserweight tag matches were very enjoyable. I and there was a you're... really good main event. And I thought the main event of uh, Rollins and Bray Wyatt was better than their pay-per-view mm. match, which was, at best, mediocre. Uh, the, the Finn Drifter match was really, really great as well. There was a really great tag match in there between the Hardys and Gal Anderson. It had, it had absolutely everything. I'm glad for you. I'm glad for you. Thank you. I'm glad you got such a good episode of Raw. I did. On the the one week you'll never do it again. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Ambrose is saying, come out, Ms. Taraj. I want to hit you with the chair. And Seth comes out and mm. says, hit me with the chair. This was a really great segment. It was, wasn't it? It yeah, was really good. really good. It's nice to hear Seth apologise for the heel turn from, what was it, three years ago? Yeah. Because one of the big problems when he came back from injury and he was that horrid in-between-a-face heel still sucking up to the McMahons last August but trying to present himself as a babyface completely, completely ruined his comeback. 
that this is what he should have done then. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's way too late. The only thing I didn't like about it was that Rollins should have sort of offered that up and been apologetic himself, but he almost said it to Dean like, oh, get over it. It was three years ago. <laughs> Come on, man. This is the first time I'm apologising. Quit going on about it. So I was like... The, what I would say about, as well about this segment is that I have, run, I have run very cold on Dean Ambrose as of late mm. because I've just found him particularly uninteresting. I haven't been interested in him as a character probably since before WrestleMania last year when he was in that feud yeah. with, with Bork Lesberg, which I, I just wasn't into either, and, and neither was Brock. Um, and I've just been really cold on him. But this segment, his performance and Seth's performance, I was like, oh... I'm actually invested mm. in, in this dynamic, in this relationship. At long last, I'm invested in something Dean Ambrose is doing. Yeah, because they they, they sort of, well, they had an actual emotion storyline thing to run off of that wasn't just Dean Ambrose acting wacky, which re- it really is no good anymore, no. For, for me at least. Uh, and they had the great dynamic of Ambrose saying, I just want to hit them all with a chair. I'm a reckless lunatic fringe. Steely Dan. Whereas Rollins was like, hey... I'm the guy with the plan. You need a plan. I'm an architect. Yes. So I like that dynamic of mm. it. And sets up a match for next week as well. Yes. So they will get a handicap match against the Miz Taraj. Mm. Uh, so that's Miz, Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel Correct. against uh, Rollins yeah. and Ambrose. There's someone missing there though, isn't there? Yeah, but like, okay, so I don't want Roman Reigns getting involved in this because that will proper track down Roman Reigns. Like he... That is something that he does not need, is to be dragged down into this, this mid-card feud. Yeah. yeah. But you're happy with Seth to do it? Um, I wasn't overly happy with Seth doing it either, but like as I said in last week's Raw review, him being there at least freshened up the feud. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I mean, this feud's been going on since December, and this is something that's at least a little bit different about it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Rock and John Cena... teamed up and this was Rock's first match in WWE in over how many years and it was against The Miz and R-Truth and you're like oh this is is about them getting back together it's not about an actual force where really the the proper way you should have done that is an unstoppable force that these two have to team up Mm -hmm. to to take them out a bit like my Kurt Angle fantasy booking warfare that won me that one time yeah thanks for bringing that up (laughs) you're welcome so you need you need a larger faction, a more threatening thing to WWE for the actual Shield reunion to happen. Yes. Do you really want a Shield reunion to happen against <laughs> the Miz Taraj? Yeah. But Miz yeah. is great, but the other two, you know, yeah. it's a faction that's been going for a couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, but and everyone that, was hard, chanting for Roman. Hardly, yeah, actually, yeah, the crowd finally chanted for Roman, so that's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Crowd were hot tonight as well. Really into everything. They were, well, but apart, they, from, apart from the cruiseway stuff, for obvious reasons. They were kind of, they kind of cheered everything though, because at one point Dean Ambrose was like, "I'm gonna hit him with the ch-. like, we should make up, hug it out, hug it out." So they're on the side, and then he's like, "I'm gonna hit you with the chair." Yeah, hit him with the chair, <laughs> and then he throws the chair out the ring. No, boo! We <laughs> wanted to see the. Chair. I was like, "But you just you wanted said them to hug, hug it out." Yeah. So like, if the audience were really, really invested. They would have cheered the chair being thrown They'd out. They'd have been going, no, yeah. no, rather yeah, than no, yes. No, don't yes. hit him. Uh, so it's kind of like, is that a genuine crowd reaction or are the crowd just having fun? Because... The opening segment of Raw, they're always going to be... They're Usually crowds are yeah. very hot during the opening segment. 
Uh, next up, we had Bailey beating Alexa Bliss. My girl Bailey, she's on. Coming back. She's on the ascend. Oh yeah, oh, it's great Unstoppable. news. Unstoppable. This is two weeks. Two weeks in a row, she's got. She's won. Can I tell you a story from uh, my watching experience of this match? I was talking to my lady partner about this last night. Um, you and I recently just booked a Bailey heel turn as our fantasy booking warfare. Speaking of things that I lose, um, and I, uh, I, I was saying to her last night, I was like. Bailey is this, you know, she's this hero to children, but she's been getting booed on the main roster and no one's really getting behind her. So perhaps a heel turn could freshen up her character. And my lady partner was like, well, from everything you've told me, I think that sounds like a terrible idea because she's a, a hero to children. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I kind of went through the whole thing. And then I brought up yesterday or Monday's Raw. And I said, and there was a moment when she was doing her entrance. Oh, yeah. And she came around to ringside and then she went to go in the ring and she stopped to turn back and walked towards this young boy in a Bailey t shirt crying. Just so, like, tears streaming down his face because he was so happy to see Bailey. Mm. And she hugged him. And I was like, this is like, he's going to remember that forever. And then she kept pointing to him throughout the match. When she won, she pointed at him as well. Mm. I was like, Never turn this woman heel. Never, never, never turn this woman heel. She is John Cena for life. Do never, never, never turn her heel. Plant. No, plant. never, really? never, mate. I, I, okay, so it was I, a very lovely moment. I cried. I agree. No, I genuinely, I welled up because oh, really? I, my heart melted. Oh, she's just the best. She's that's, the best. That's good for you. <laughs> I think you've got a low emotional bar. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot more for me to cry. Like not, like adverts, really good adverts. I was going to say, it's not that much more. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this had uh, Nia Jax and Sasha Banks at ringside. Yeah, where was Sasha for so long? Yeah, she only came out at the end, didn't yeah. she, when, when Nia oh, Jax seemed to be interfering. Friend. And they, they worked it out, so Bailey kind of got a distraction roll-up finish because there was stuff going on on the outside. So it's not like it was a clean win, but it's... It's it's very lugging but at booking. Le- but at least she won through her finish rather than a roll-up. Yeah. Uh, and Banks versus Bailey has been made for the next week, and that will decide who faces Bliss at SummerSlam mm. for the title, which is different to what's been reported. And it was going to be a four-way, but it seems now the main event is going to be a four-way. It still could be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. it'll be really weird and very, very <laughs> lazy if next week they have Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Nia Jax comes out, lays everyone out. Now we've got to make it a four-way, because that seems to be the exact same direction they're going within the men's. Literally just did that in the main event last week. Yeah. Yeah. Just one quick thing about Nia. Did you? Someone sent this to me on Twitter, and it is ah something Roe Mike Roe, one Mm. of the backstage robot interviewers. Although he is quite good. Uh, It's an Instagram video of Nia Jax coming over and saying, "Mike, it's time to give me a two sweet," and Mike goes. Oh, we, oh th- thank you. He goes up to do it, and then Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson appear from nowhere, and Carl Anderson goes, <laughs> and and Luke Gallows goes, <laughs> and Jax's is corpse in it. How long Gallows goes on for? Just goes, <laughs> and oh. they walk off. I'm like, why isn't that? I was about on to say the main show. Why? 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 Oh well, we can't have people showing character. That's why Talking Smack was cancelled. Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson are obviously so, so funny. 
mm. and that you hear all these reports backstage of how how high the locker room morale is when Luke Gallows is around because he's just he's just a fun guy to be around. Speaking of talking smack, have you heard that they've announced the post battlegrounds uh, edition of Talking Smack with Renee Young and Jerry Lawler? That's what people want to see. <laughs> That's what everyone was tuning into into yeah. Talking Smack for was to see Jerry Lawler. You don't want the general manager at the pay per view. No, you don't want the person who actually made like her and uh, dynamic between Renee and Daniel Bryan. You don't want to see that. They're trying to bury the show. <laughs> so after a few months, everyone, oh, I don't care if Talking Smack's cancelled now. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. So yeah, my point was Gallows and Anderson should be. Allowed to be their full comedy heel shtick well, on the main I, roster. I think everyone should really be allowed to express themselves a That's bit a more point. than just rather than... Um, I mean, we'll come on to SmackDown later, but do you see the way that Naomi was watching TV this week? Good Lord. It was just like it was... How are you seeing that? I think... <laughs> I proper laughed out loud. Well, to be a WWE athlete, you need really good peripheral vision. Yeah. Because you're not, you know, people are going to attack you from any way. The amount of people who run from behind you yeah. and attack you when you're watching a Titan truck. I know. Well, she was, I mean, she was practically behind the TV while looking at it. Well, that's it. how good that is. It's almost 360. I would also say as well that you can tell how Open good down. the women on SmackDown's peripheral vision is because when they are talking to Shane McMahon, they stand in a line. That is and convenient. <laughs> it's yeah. very convenient, isn't it? God, it's horrible. So <laughs> horribly staged. It's so rubbish. But segue. Mm. What isn't as horribly staged now is that there were no purple tape. No purple. T- there was. No, there was. There wasn't any purple tape on the ring ropes mm. for the cruiserweight match on Raw this week. Cost-cutting measures, mate. <laughs> <laughs> First pyro. <laughs> now you're gonna cut the tape. Uh, so it was Mustafa Ali and Jack Gallagher beating Brian Kendrick and Drew Gulak in a three-minute match, I think. In a no-purple-rope match. Yeah, Gallagher and Kendrick seem to be having a 205 Live feud going on. As is Drew and Mustafa, but we haven't oh, okay. seen their match. They had a match on 205 Live uh, last night we've not seen yet. Uh, a um. Oh, so Gulak and Ali are feuding. Yes. And Gulak's whole gimmick is no-fly zone. Yes. Is that playing into the... Yeah. So because he, so he on SmackDown tonight they did, when they do like the two hundred five promo, I didn't realize his gimmick is that he's a politician. Yeah, yeah, he's or, like doing public. Yeah, he's doing yeah. like a, he's essentially like being like an, almost a Donald Trump like thing where he's mm. saying that oh fly like fly high flying stuff's rubbish, and then he'll occasionally go to the top rope and do high flying moves because he's a hypocrite. Yeah, amazing how they didn't get this over on commentary. Yeah, and it just makes it just like, like, he just comes out with a sign otherwise, and just looks a bit weird, especially because all of his graphics have got him with a beard, and then he comes out completely clean shaven. Yeah, that was strange. I was like, why is JBL <laughs> regressed twenty years in age? So and no cruiserweight mail. So he's going after uh, Mustafa Ali, who is of a certain ethnicity, about the no fly zone thing. Mm. So that might be an example of a foreign baby face <laughs> overcoming a domestic heel. Oh, well, that this is... is... This is forward progressive storytelling. This really is, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they do another, like, anti-American promo later on on this uh, with one of their heels. Is that right? I made that I up? I can't remember. I just feel like every heel does it now. So, uh, next up, we had Big Cass versus Big Show in what? What? I don't know if it was a match. No, it was more of a, like, Enzo uh, Enzo came out and he cut his, yeah. his shtick, and then Cass came out to be like, hey, I'm going to, like, knock you out or something. And then Enzo ran out and said, like, actually, I've got some backup. And then Big Show came in and then they had a brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing because they're, I'm guessing they're in a match at SummerSlam with Enzo in Big Show's corner. So Enzo, that, I really like Enzo. 
I really think he should be a manager who's allowed to wrestle occasionally just to get his comeuppance. He could be a great heel manager. But he comes out and he cuts this really good babyface promo, although doesn't really mean anything because he's done the same thing for the last several weeks and he just got his ass kicked at Great Balls of Fire. Why does he then run away from Cass Hide in the audience, a heel move. Because he's and, got Big Show to back him up. Oh, no, the dynamic yeah, completely yeah, doesn't the work. The psychology yeah. is, is really well, bad I, there. I think the psychology in Enzo has been dreadful oh, anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, King Ross has pointed this out for weeks on end now, as has Gorilla Position. Uh, well, we've never mentioned it on this show, but it's, it irks me that Enzo still does his usual shtick when he comes out. Like, at the pay-per-view, he's in, like, the match of his life. His best friend has stabbed him in the back, and he comes out dancing away, doing his usual, I'm Enzo Amore, I'm a certified G, and you can't teach that. And you're like, no, mate, you should be you should be upset by this whole thing, not acting like you usually do. Yeah. Well, it seems, yeah, like you said, it seems to be going on to SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I mean, after that Great Balls of Fire match, I thought that was it. That's this feud over. Cass is off to bigger, big show of things. I also like as well that Enzo's entire promo was about how Cass's problem with Enzo was that he would often write checks that his ass yeah. can't cash. And then, say, Enzo was, and then Enzo was saying, like, well, Cass, now you've written a check your ass can't cash because you can't beat the big show. And then Cass beat up the big show. Mm. And Enzo proving that he can write cash that, uh, can, checks that his ass can cash. I am Your, not Enzo. Was, I am not Enzo Amore. I am yeah. not. A, I am not a, a smack talker Skywalker. Check was in uh, a lot in there and cash. You did well. Thanks. You, 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 there was only one noticeable botch. Yeah, no, yeah. It's uh, better than Michael Cole trying to commentate a Punjabi <laughs> prison match. Uh, next up, we had Finn Balor beating Elias Samson. But the actual result is because it was a DQ. Elias Samson delivered a heinous. A guitar shot mm. to what should have been Finn Balor's shoulder, and it did it did hit him in the shoulder. But guitar bass is quite large, and the rest of it hit Finn Balor. It seems about here because oh. they posted a, a photo on his Instagram afterwards of these two. Well, I don't know if it was two gashes. It just looked like mm. one singular round gash. Yeah. So ouch. And uh, maybe Elias needs to be watching some Jeff Jarrett tapes. In order yeah. to learn how to Gimmick throw the goddamn guitar, <laughs> yeah, and there was no powder in the guitar either, so it wasn't a proper guitar. <laughs> so this was in Nashville. Was this their way? <laughs> we can't get Dixie Carter on the show, but this one's for you, Jeff. <laughs> can't get Double J on either. Yeah. yeah, I thought this was a really good match, though. Mm. Well, I, I thought they had, really a, they, they had a really great match last week as well. Yeah. I'm a bit disappointed they're having another match next week. Yeah. Oh, what just happened? Mandrews fell. Oh, did he? Yeah. That, that seemed for people who can't see the background. That seemed like a ghost just haunted you. <laughs> Breath on the back of it. Maybe it's Bray Wyatt. He's going to do a promo. Uh, I, I, th- I just, I think Finn Balor. Uh, surprise, surprise. He's a great wrestler. Yeah. But something that's happened in the last month where I just love watching him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like Cesaro, I could just watch him wrestle. Don't care what match he's in. I would prefer it to be better matches. <laughs> but if he's if he's got good 10, 15 minutes to tell a story in a match, oh, I love it. Yeah, I love his running. Uh, Drop kick on the oh, on the uh, the barrier on the outside. He's he's just great. Speaking of Bray, though, he appeared at the end of this match to be like, now I'm gonna say the to, same things about you, Finn. Yeah, to cut his spooky Bray Wyatt promos, which are just, I mean, the words just wash over me now. Like I don't really get the meat of his promos. I think it would be good. Like you would care if he had a better win record, mm. and you haven't been conditioned to think. Oh, Bray's talking. It's not going to result in anything. No. 
And he hasn't got the the cool part about Bray Wyatt was the family as well. That's such a huge part of his character. And now he's just on his lonesome. Mm. It's very similar to Enzo in that you've got a fantastic talker, but it doesn't mean anything anymore because we've been conditioned to ignore the content, mm-hmm. which is a real shame. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like Balor and Bray for SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Next up, we had Araya Davari beating Akira Tozawa. That was a surprise. But, I mean, it built up. I like that it built into the... Um, you liked this. Well, no. I mean, I like that it furthered the Titus brand um, dynamic. At least it gave it something a little bit more. Probably a bit too soon to be doing this well, kind of dynamic. Well, but... this is it. I really like Titus worldwide. Yeah. I'm not saying it's... Worldwide? Yeah, they, should, they shouldn't get a main, like, universal championship run or anything. But this is a solid lower mid card act. Do you know what Raw... This is, like, right to censor. Do you know what Raw is low on at the moment? Tag teams. Yeah. Why don't you just do Apollo Cruz and Tazawa as a tag team unit? Are there cruiserweights? Oh no, Apollo isn't. Yeah. I just keep thinking that. Oh, yeah. that would be really good to yeah. bring Tazawa out of that, and that could exactly. you could trend it. Because what better way to like reintroduce people than making them part of a tag team, and then you you tell that story. But it's just worldwide is finally getting over since they made Titus into a babyface. The crowd seems to be connecting with him more. He's kind of got an affable rubbish but now he's he's seeming to care about his talent mm. which makes a, a big difference so what do they do they tease dissension with Titus O'Neil throwing in the towel because of this gruesome beat up from Araya Davari three minutes in mm. it didn't like it just rung so hollow yeah it was pretty yeah so I, I wasn't a it's like I'm a fan of the concept but the execution was just rubbish why couldn't you make why couldn't you just give them 10 minutes? Why no. couldn't you tell this story properly? You've got three hours and you didn't have to change the ring, the, the purple tape. Okay, here we go. Yeah, the here big announcement. Is. The big announcement. Weirdly, as not the night's main event. No, no. And I think that once you kind of like found out what that announcement was, you were like, okay, well, that's that's why it wasn't the main event yeah. then because this is a... I don't know. Is this a main event storyline now? Uh, I don't think... No. I don't think initially, and unless it turns out to... Be, oh, let's, talk, let's talk about what it was first, just in case you haven't heard. Yeah. Kurt Angle came out uh, at the top of the second hour for this... been teased not only throughout the night, but you know, for months this has been building. Months. What is the mystery text that Kurt Angle has been getting that could ruin his career, his reputation as an Olympic gold medalist, and his family? He's got an illegitimate son... The illegitimate son is Jason Jordan. Of American Alpha fame. Yeah, that's convenient. Of course, he was a SmackDown star. So, Kurt, oh, we've got a, a down. Uh, Kurt introduced him as... What fell? I think the the um, the scarf, the oh, Japan yeah. scarf, as a Raw wrestler. Yes. So, so now J- Jason Jordan is on Raw. And, uh, so a friend of mine was was texting me um, yesterday saying, like, I've not watched Raw. Does this mean American Alpha have split up? And I was like, well, I guess so, because Michael Cole announced him as a former member of American Alpha. Yeah. And then on SmackDown tonight, they were saying that, like, oh, Jason Jordan is now going alone as a single star. And he kept saying to me, he was like, yeah, but they've left it open for them to come back together, right? And I was like, well, not really. He was like, oh, yeah, but down the line, they could put them back together because they haven't had an official breakup. And my first my reaction I was to get back to him was like, I don't think Jason Jordan's going to be stepping down mm. from like possibly having a match against Triple H, which it feels like this is where it's going to lead to, to then mm. ha- being in a tag team with with Jason with uh, Chad Gable. That feels that, that's again that's Roman Reigns stepping down to feud with the Miz. But with 
with the shield with the shield reunion you can kind of see it because people want to see a shield reunion Mm. eventually and it will happen but who of the mainstream audience who's begging to see american alphabet clamoring for the american alpha reunion so let's talk about the big okay so should we think that triple h is the blackmailer or stephanie and triple h are the blackmailers i I could see the blackmailer never being brought up again. Yes, yeah, the raw GM. It'll just yeah. be dropped. Which was really one of the more interesting... First of all, you've got what is the mystery, the scandal that Kurt's trying to hide. And the other, not as important, but pretty significant part of the whole storyline is who is blackmailing Kurt Angle? Mm. Is it Corey Graves? This could, you know, why, why are all these mysteries happening at the same time? Who is the master mind behind it all? But I got the sense when Jason Jordan came out the way this whole thing was executed, which, I mean, I know they've got longer till SummerSlam, but I thought this had so much potential for Kurt to come out, say say a lie, then maybe Corey Graves confronts him, You get a, maybe you get a McMahon return, they confront, and you get like, and I, I usually I hate long in-ring promos, but if there was ever a time to do it, to go 15 minutes with people going back and forth and teasing out the eventual reveal and having some actual drama, mm. This was the time to do it. But Kurt Angle just came out, did a little bit of exposition about how he fooled around in college. Mm, as we all did. As we all did. And there's a great comment that's going round on the YouTube comment sections, which is, he did it with a broken goddamn condom. <laughs> of course, the broken goddamn neck call. Very good. Uh, and I've forgotten where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, and it was... After six minutes, this whole thing was wrapped up in six minutes. Yeah, it felt like a real wet fart of an ending as yeah. well. So usually, you know, you'd expect a a good story to have ups and downs and ups and downs, or a segment to have ups and downs, ups and downs, conflict resolution. This was just, here's my announcement, here it is. Yeah. You know, just and all... I will say, they both sold it very well. Like, Kurt Angle was in tears, Jason yeah. Jordan was in tears. I thought I was I was waiting for the moment when he was just going to grab him and angle slam him. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, would, have been, that would have been fun. Uh, but I, I don't know, I, I feel that this might at some point... So the storyline, as I would imagine this going, is that Kurt Angle is now going to start favouring Jason Jordan and giving him opportunities that maybe he's not so deserving of and putting him into title contendership stuff because he's pushing his boys pushing his son it's the same like it's the old territory things of just like the if the if your mm. if your dad is the booker you're likely to be the top star eric watts eric watts yeah um and uh so they could do that and that will then lead to stephanie and triple h coming back saying like you're giving this guy preferential treatment and that will then lead to jason jordan against triple h there's that way mm-hmm. there is also jason jordan keeps on using his father's favour to get ahead on Raw and then when Kurt is no longer useful to him, Jordan reveals it was all a ruse, turns heel, does the, maybe inherits the mm. uh, Olymp- the angle slam I did see and yeah. Tri- Triple H and Stephanie are revealed to be the actual mastermind behind this whole Jordan ruse mm. Yeah, that's very good Is it? Well, no, <laughs> no. I did see a, a very funny tweet, though, where, um, and we'll come on to the revival in a moment, but um, uh, Dash of the revival said, like, um, we're undefeated against the New Day, we're undefeated against the Hardys, what have we got to do to get a title shot? Hey, Jason Jordan, can you ask your dad? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, Jason Jordan replied, saying, like, I will, but we're trying to catch up on all the, on lost time, and uh, posted a picture of, like, a roller coaster ride, but had photoshopped him and Kurt Angled, like, holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, someone meme. Go crazy with memes on that, please. Uh, 
So yeah, it's it's just it's like it's not terrible. It's it was not a terrible thing, but it was definitely disappointing. Disappointing. I feel like a parent. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Remember just... There was, that was that uh, raw that former WWE writer last week who said that. I can't wait for everyone to crap all over this because it's a a, a dog poop mm. angle, and um, I disagree. I don't think it was dog poop. I just think I just feel like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. It's like for all the for all the negatives of it and just the why it's not a satisfying resolution to the mystery. Cat Angle and Jason Jordan, like you said, sold it really, really well. You can't fault them for that. And it's it's nice to see it when people just give it their all in over dramatic <laughs> performances. But there's also this is a new face. Mm-hmm. They're trying to elevate a new guy. Yeah. So I, that's that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. So uh, I think this has also elevated, well, also brought out a lot of ugly side of people as well. It's like, how can White Cat Angle have a black son? That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Which I just think in 2017 is a, a maddening uh, opinion to still have. He's mixed race, isn't he? It's, so it's kind of... Yeah. I mean, I, 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 it's possible. Either way. The bigger discussion I feel to have around this is the death of tag team wrestling in WWE. Yeah. Because on Raw, you only have you have four tag teams. You've got the Hardys, Gal Anderson, Shamaro, and Rhino and Heath Slater. Mm-hmm. And it's not like Rhino and Heath Slater are challenging for the belts anytime soon. No. Then on SmackDown, you have three tag teams. You have the New Day, the Usos, and Brizango. And that's it. We're, I mean, SmackDown had a really good tag division they for a moment. They had a great there. tag team division for a moment. But now I Amer- really like the Colognes as well, but they're know, what's going on with them? Yeah, they're injured. And now American Alpha split up. Uh, Enzo and Kassler split up. Like So th- there's no... Uh, R-Truth and Goldust are split up. So there's, oh, no, yeah. there's no tag teams left. DIY D- on I- NXT, yeah. if you want to go down there. So it just feels that the tag team division is going to grow very stale very quickly on both brands mm. despite the fact that you've got the Hardys and Galanderson and Shamari you've got great tag teams it's just that they've only got a handful of people they can feud against another another bit oh of... I forgot the Revival there's five oh tags. Revival yeah. are really good yeah uh, we'll come on to that in, in a bit how great they are so another another criticism of this to do with kind of everything wrong with the Kurt Angle reveal is as great as elevating a new face is, Jason Jordan, Chad Gable's the better wrestler. Chad Gable's the more engaging promo. Chad Gable just seems to have it better together as an act. And, but I, and, yeah, sorry, I mean I would say that Chad Gable doesn't have to be weighed down now with his character being the son of Kurt Angle. I think I I feel that this is going to be a real hindrance to Jason Jordan Could as be. a character yeah. because he's now got to carry on for the rest of his career being referred to as Kurt Angle's son. Has it ever worked out for anyone to um, be revealed as, I guess, EC3 over in, in a yeah, GFW, but, whatever and that, But that's never week. really brought up anymore. I think he's like made reference to it like since Kurt has gone um, like a couple of times. But uh, the only one I would think of was Kane and Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Being re- that was pretty good. Yeah, that and, worked out kind of okay. Yeah, and they bring it up every now and again. Yeah, Hardy <laughs> boys. Yeah, but, yeah. They're not really brothers. <laughs> it's a work. I like Edge and Christian where they were brothers oh, yeah. and then um, and then years later it was just like they were like brothers <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's still who is the blackmailer that's still a question that's got to be asked but I think it will be dropped overall what's your what did I thought the build was excellent mm-hmm. and weirdly the that the big angle that usually WWE are quite good at some well actually that's not strictly true 
that was kind of disappointing. What do you think the follow through is going to be? Do you think it's going to work out? Do you think this has actually got legs? Oh, well, I hope so because we, they, because they've invested quite a bit of time into it, and uh, like yeah. the, it gives Kurt Angle something to do as opposed to just sort of stand in the back in those weird rooms where general managers mm. uh, operate from and people stand in lines. Um, Always has nice posters of the most up, the most like recently oh, upcoming mate, Ballas DVDs. Fallen. Ballas injury. We got it down. Ballas injury really is taking its hold yeah, on him, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, I, I'm kind of pessimistically hopeful. Yeah. Track record suggests this isn't going to go well. I just look at it and I think Drew Galloway mm. and the Vince McMahon. Oh, the chosen, chosen one. Chosen one. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. I just, mm. uh, so I didn't watch him much on NXT before American Alpha, but from what I heard, he was never really over it. It was going with Chad Gable that made him. I was going to say, because even when he was, cause he was a tag team with Ty Dillinger. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, they then split up, and it felt like that Ty Dillinger was going to become the Mike Gennetti mm. of the group because he wasn't on TV while he was developing the, the the 10 gimmick. And Jason Jordan was put straight into this storyline with him trying to find a replacement tag team partner and Chad Gable coming up to him being like, dude, it's me, pick me. Ready, willing, Gable. Ready, willing, Gable. Yeah. And Jason Jordan was like, you're a dork. I'm not tagging with you. And then was having rubbish tag team partners until they finally teamed together, mm. and they were awesome. And then they branded themselves as American Alpha. And you're like, oh, poor Ty. And then Ty came out and become probably a bigger star, mm. sort of. He was it for a little bit anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, they were just so good as a tag team. I felt there was more legs with American Alpha as a tag team. I think that's what disappointed me the most. Like their match with the revival at um, uh, Dallas, Dallas last year? Yeah, Dallas. At Takeover. At Takeover. Yeah. The WrestleMania Takeover from last year is just so good. Mm. And you and I were there for the, the Takeover London show. When they were in, they were at a four corners yeah, tag team oh, they match. They were so over, so over, and like that. And they were really new then. Yeah, but everyone was just Jordan, so, Jordan, Gable, yeah, Gable, yeah. Oh, Gable. so good. It was amazing, yeah. and I'm just disappointed that they never really got a run. And although um, Chad Gable did remind us all that they were SmackDown tag team champions at one point. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, not only that, they beat Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt for yeah. those belts. So, one last question. Yes. Appearance aside, so they don't have to look anything resembling like Kurt Angle, who would you have preferred to have seen as the illegitimate child? Who do you think could have actually benefited from I don't it? think I would have done an, an illegitimate child angle. No. That's not... I wouldn't have gone in that direction. To. But if you had to. <laughs> I had to. Just trying to run through all the people on the roster who are... You'd want it to be a new guy. Problem is, you uh, American Alpha is the obvious direction to go because yeah, they they've the got Olympic, they've got the Olympic things, wrestling. the singlets and everything. So I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that yeah. question. Oh, look, give but, us some ideas in the comments yeah, below. But I wouldn't have done uh, a, a sun angle. I would have done a. I, to be honest, maybe a Dixie Carter reveal probably would have been better. Would have done my storyline. Um, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, Love Triangle. No, I, I mean, I don't know. Mike's mine one. <laughs> <sighs> The Revival beat Hardy Boys next up in just another really good match. Yeah. I just I really enjoyed this one. God, The Revival are so good. Oh my God. They, they do the classic thing of just... Because tag team matches in WWE are formulaic. I can watch it and go, yeah, they're going to do this now. Here comes the hot tag. But with Revival, I just they make me forget about where the spots are coming. And yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, we nearly had that. Oh, they're cutting off the ring. Oh, God, he's getting beaten of, down hard here. One of my favourite spots that the Revival do, and they do it more, like, they do it quite a bit, but I love it, is when the, um, like, 
one of them gets thrown out of the ring while the you know while the babyface team are trying to make a hot tag and rather than like standing there going like get back in the ring they jump down throw their partner back into the corner and be like right now tag me yeah yeah and just completely yeah. just work together as a unit so good at it it's nice when you see people and you're like oh that was smart mm. that's a smart you're not stupid wrestling poorly written characters you're smart people who can think of stuff that we wouldn't think of because you're professional athletes uh, Jeff lost this one, so that marks a few losses for him now. Mm. But Michael Cole was playing up that he got the shoulder up. Yeah. Although nobody could see it in the replay. Probably did, but... Yeah, uh, that almost feels a bit like the um, uh, Sasha Banks-Alicia Fox feud that happened for... But that was a... obviously a mistake. I yeah, think Jeff meant... Was he meant to get a shoulder? I think, because oh. I don't think it looked like he did. Uh, I think they screwed up the positioning mm. of how to make that look more obvious. Uh, Michael, because Michael, he was so quickly on it. And being like, oh, he got his blah, 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 Michael. Yeah. Um, so but the, the, the Hardys are losing yeah. a lot after winning everything for ages. Yeah. But the Revival are great, and that's always good to see. The main event was Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe in a number one contenders match for Brock Lesnar's Universal title, which was going to happen at Summer, which is going to happen at SummerSlam. Uh, really good heavyweight match. Mm. Roman oh, Reigns is a good wrestler. He's very he's good. Very good wrestler. The, the internet doesn't want to hear that being said, but Roman Reigns is yeah. very, very good. Sorry. It's it's the booking of him that is bad. Yes, but he's his great. His talent and his commitment is mm-hmm. obviously flawless, and I'm sure he's a great human being as well. Uh, but it's the booking that's bad. Yeah. So don't, don't hate Roman. I also think his gear lets much. him down as well. His gear looks really naff. Oh, I quite like his no, gear. No, I don't like his gear. I thought gear. you liked people who look like action figures. Yeah, yeah but he looks like a rubbish one. Oh, like, like, also, like as well, because stuff. he's wearing like a chest protector. He just looks like a bit of a wimp. Like, he's just like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a vest yeah. that's got a big padding on it, so don't, don't hit me too hard. I've yeah. got to do this every night. I can't, I can't think of him as any other style. I, I, I quite like it. Uh, but they, him and Samoa Joe really had a, a good match. But Strowman came out. Mm. He's got a big reaction from the crowd. Of course, he hasn't been seen since Great Balls of Fire, where Roman tried to kill him. Granted, that was only last week. Yeah. So, yeah. But he, he, he walked off, didn't he? You, you mm. saw Great Balls of Fire. I've Certainly did. Yeah. snippets of it. Yeah, the, the, the double turn that wasn't really a double turn. Yeah, it's a shame. Mm. So there was no definitive winner for this match, which plays into what Sports Skeeter, sorry, the Dirty Sheets have reported, which is the main event of SummerSlam is going to be a four-way. It's going to be Strowman, Joe, Reigns and Brock mm. all going at it for the Universal title. Which will be a very fun match. That'll be a great match, yeah. yeah. Big, Think of big, all the power spots. Big mean guy match. That'll be great. Yeah, because they're all like, super, not super heavyweights, but that, that level above everyone else on the roster where mm. they all look like legitimate large people yeah also uh, Samojo took a fantastic boot to the face holy moly didn't he <laughs> didn't he just because they shot it like from the hard camera side initially and I was like man Joe sold that very well his timing is impeccable until so they showed the replay I was like oh no Roman kicked him right in the face real, yes. not content with trying to kill Strowman no. he's trying to knock Joe out that was great but yeah one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've actually timed the studio time in for, for this episode's taping today. So we don't just give SmackDown five minutes. We're actually going to give it all the time it deserves, which unfortunately is not a lot. Oh, that was good yeah should we try and do more sentences well trying to finish each other sentences finish each other uh, finish each other sandwiches yes uh, is that a joke joke from frozen no frozen oh is it frozen yeah no the one from jump street you're thinking of is when you got the twins across the way in 22 jump street and you're just like let's just say the same words words Words. i don't know what a movie (laughs) what two great movies those are uh so smackdown kicked off with a a promo package for the Punjabi prison mm-hmm. structure, not for the match itself, but just like, look at this for thing. The super structure. And then it was revealed in the actual arena there was a Punjabi prison and it was lowered down, the, what the inner part was, and then Jinder came in with the Singh brothers and they explained... Yep, the rules. The rules. And after one of the Singh brothers going through the many rules, <laughs> you know, this... You get one chance to open each door. Each door will open for 60 seconds. It shuts and then it's locked forever. Then at which point you have to climb out the top one and then you have to climb out the second one with the razor sharp spikes, mm, Jurassic Park, <laughs> Stephen King, everything. Godzilla. Maggle. King Kong. Yeah. Then Jinder said straight into the camera, there are no rules. <laughs> you can see that he'd pause because he said it and then he goes, he goes, the only rule of the Punjabi prison and this was like, We've just gone through quite a lot yeah, of rules. There so many rules. <laughs> because he then paused and then went, "No rules like that." That's um, a no gr- rules. As he often cuts his promos. Yeah, he's very quiet. He's, he's not a, got much fire. He's got in a, such a raspy voice. Um, and then Randy Orton came down. He climbed up the uh, the outside one and cut a promo like, "I'm going to take the title back." Yada yada. It was all boring. So. When Jinder first became champion... Sorry, there was a moment when Randy first started to climb the um, uh, the, the, st- the structure on the outside. As soon as he climbed, there was a guy in the crowd who was obviously quite close to a microphone, and he just went, it's on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, when Jinder first became champion, I was down on it, because I, you know, it's that was it was just too quick. He Job went from being something to mm-hmm. nothing to something way too quickly. I would have preferred, if you're going to push Jinder, 
to plan that out in advance, have him have a nice intercontinental title run. Mm-hmm. And then ev- like there was a very negative reaction to anyone who had a negative reaction in the YouTube community. Uh, Adam Blompier's reaction video to the decision, which he was down on for the exact same reasons as I was, uh, got like thousands and thousands of dislikes. Hmm. And I, th- I think it is because there there is a, a large... Uh, Indian viewership for wrestling content on YouTube and I think well reading comments I know also YouTube's just a contrarian place uh, well but you would think Jinder Mahal's being pushed out of nowhere mm. we hate that That's that would be the usual response um, but, yeah but YouTube's a contrarian place but that that's almost yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, so a lot of the reception was for, from the Indian audience it seemed was that there is something behind this guy. And I was like, okay, maybe they're going to do this booking of him as a, a face for India and a heel for everywhere else. We talked about ram- this. And a ramble, yeah. And I was giving it a chance. and I've, I've been reaching and trying to like it. And for me, personally, it's not working. Okay, so can I give you my, my take on... And this is okay, actually me. a take on SmackDown as a whole. Yeah. Um, there's... None of the matches going into Battlegrounds, ha- like there's, there's SmackDown has not given you any reason to care about any of the feuds that are currently going on on SmackDown at the moment. You look at what's going on on Raw, and you're like, oh, the Miz and Dean Ambrose, they've got this great history, and mm. then they've got these really good uh, heel foils. This annoying dork who's the Intercontinental Champion, and then he's got these rubbish lads as his backup, and they're having this little feud. So that's a great little mid card feud there. Um, Finn Balor is having these great matches, and now he's going to go on to face Bray Wyatt, and they can probably have some good promos, and maybe not from the Bray side of things. But you've got this awesome main event scene yeah. where you've got these multiple people trying to become the number one contendership to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. They've got storylines, and there's all of these storylines and all these little threads. And then you watch SmackDown, and it's just like it's a bunch of lads having a bu- bunch of matches with. No consequences. Like the tag team match, there was no consequence to the tag team match that was the main event, mm. much like there wasn't a, tag t- uh, a, a consequence to the main event tag team match last week or the week before. The women are just treading water. The whole... Like, SmackDown's been treading water on the women's side of things probably since WrestleMania. I think the whole show's been and the whole, since WrestleMania. Certainly since the Superstar Shake-Up, they've been treading water. Which is the week after WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's just that I, I've got no... I've been given no reason to care about Knack versus Baron. I've been given no reason to care about AJ versus Kevin Owens because it feels like they don't really have a reason to not like each other either or want to be facing each other. They just are. And it's like this Randy Jinder feud has been the same since it started, which is, I want to be champion. And then the other guy going like, yeah, I want my championship back. I, okay, would it have been so much to have like Randy Orton to film some vignettes of Randy Orton going to India and RKOing his family? That'd be great. It's not like the WWE is hard for cash. Yeah, like just that—that that would have been great. Rather than just these four weeks where they've just come out and just cut promos on each other, saying the same thing week in week out. It's been a tiresome build mm. to a very lackluster card. So, well, not lackluster card, but you know, boring show. So everything uh, after WrestleMania for Raw, we heavily criticised it for being the same matchups week after week, the same people facing the same people. That's what's happened on SmackDown. It really is. It's just the same... Ma- the, the co- like, rap battle aside, the New Day uh, Uso stuff is just repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, like last week it was uh, 
Jimmy versus Xavier. Jay versus. Jay, so this week, it's Jimmy versus Kofi, because yeah. that's how you book a tag team feud. And Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, AJ Styles, yeah, and Nakamura, it's just a right, card, they, permanent combination. card came up for the main event, and I was like, I know it'll be good, but yeah. I've got no need to see it. So let's carry on with uh, what happened on SmackDown yeah. after the Punjabi Prisons opening segment. Jimmy Uso, like we said, beat Kofi Kingston. Nah. Yeah. It really should have been, if you look at the progression of this feud and what's the hot go-home angle, it's the rap battle. Yeah. But that was two weeks ago now. <laughs> so, And it's not like they did anything to capitalise that the week after. So two weeks ago, I was really looking forward to this battleground match don't care now mm. because you need to progress these things it's not good enough to have just one good segment out of four weeks of build this is the go home show as well yeah. man alive uh, next we had a interview with Renee Young because she's got to do something now mm. with Chad Gable poor Renee yeah poor Renee uh, talking she's so much gone. better than just being my guest at this time yeah X she's so she's <laughs> so so good uh, and it was Chad Gable saying that He's also getting a new start now that Jason Jordan's gone off to Raw. So he's going to be going it alone. It seems like they did know this was where this was going a few weeks ago because they've been giving Chad those losing showings, but very good showings mm. against Styles and Owens. And I really hope they just continue with that slow progression of him coming up short against main eventers, but proving himself, mm. but beating everyone else beneath that in yeah. really competitive matches. I think have a US title program in around Survivor Series time I think that'd be a really nice pacing for his build up problem is I mean I'd, I'd love that as well but like the, the US title picture appears to be is very much going to be centred around AJ and Knack for the foreseeable or um, AJ and Cena they've for SummerSlam maybe that's, maybe. What, that's what people have said oh okay uh, and if, if Cena wins it then you could have open challenge Gable mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I, 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 I hope I, they treat him like they don't rush him. point I was going to make was I would much rather be seeing uh, AJ Nakamura, Kevin Owens, uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Randy and Jinder in the sort of WWE championship picture and yeah. then having the US picture for trying to get guys over like Ty Dillinger, like your Luke Harpers, like your Eric Rowans, like your um, your Chad Gables and then have that as your, your brilliant mid-card that some of them are trying to then ascend into rather than just having... These two lads here have been the main event picture now for months on end. And it's just these two lads. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is just sort of... Then everyone else is the mid-card. Yeah. The idea would be you have those two guys fighting for the title and the other four people in the main event picture are fighting each other for either personal feuds or the right to get the next shot. Yes. But the right to get the next shot doesn't matter anymore because WWE just extend these feuds. Here's a match. Here's a match. Here's a match. Very yeah yeah frustrating. It's, God, it's crazy how much we flipped on War and SmackDown. Oh, it's incredible! Like, did did the writers get drafted? Were they part of the superstar shakeup? Don't know. Uh, next, we had Mike Kanellis beating Sami Zayn. I just popped as soon as the music hit. It's great, song. so great. Uh, but it is a gimmick, probably doomed to fail because he's big in ring debut. Mike Kanellis, former Ring of Honor and TNA star, he was dominated by Sammy for the entire match. Yeah, it was almost a squash match of yeah. sorts. Until Maria got in, mm. said, no, don't hit the halluva kick, and out of some distraction... Oh, it was, actually, it was a pretty wicked-looking closed fist strike, which, mm. last time I checked, is illegal. <laughs> referee. Uh, and then hit his sort of sit-down powerbomb finish. Samoan driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. It was over the top. Mm. Um, so... 
It just it just did nothing for anyone because no. Sammy looks weak because he lost to two moves, and Mike looks weak because he lost the rest of the match. Mm. His tights are nice though. They've got like yeah. pictures. Of, they've got a picture of Maria on them, and it says in a heart, which I I, prob- I laughed at. M and M forever, which I thought was very cool. Great, <laughs> also great. John Cena's promo. What did you think of this? Um. I mean, I've heard him cut this promo before. I've heard him do the America's Ace Mate promo. This was real. This was another level, though. If I, it could be, okay, John Cena's a really good promo. Like, Oh, what, I mean another level of how much John how Cena much loves, loves America. America yeah. yeah. I mean, it was. But at the same time, I'm like, I, a lot of it just kind of washed over me because I'm like, I've heard John Cena talk about how much America is awesome. And I love a John Cena promo as much as the next guy. He's a great promo, but... This again was just like this was the same promo he cut two weeks ago to start the feud, and it's been followed up with just nothing. Mm. The, the feud's in the same place as it was two weeks ago as it is now. That's not how feuds work. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really bizarre. It was like I I made a joke about it in a SmackDown review, the four minutes one, where it's just USA, Pearl Harbor, Cold War. You just like saying buzzwords and. And then he picked up a flag. I just, God, I mean, I know wrestling isn't known for its subtlety, but and, I really and, and, found this yeah. quite. This match should have been on the Fourth of the July news. show. I don't know why this has been safe for Battleground. It should have been on the Fourth of July show, which actually would have made the Fourth of July show worth watching. Well, we're not getting into that again. That was a great show. Uh, Becky Lynch beat Charlotte clean. I not was just beat her. I was made surprised. her tap. I was genuinely surprised. Yeah. by this. Uh, I was surprised too and you know at first I was like yeah Becky come on I love you Becky you're a really underutilised wrestler Isn't she I hope this means more for... and I was like well wait a second what the hell's happened to Charlotte <laughs> three months ago well before Fastlane she was on another level in terms of stardom like if they kept going at that level Charlotte would become a, a very big you know on that, that Roman Reigns level just for the women's side of things but but now, like, what is she? She's just in a mix of people. Well, that's because, like, SmackDown women's matches, they, 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 okay, so this match is going to be like, it's a multi person elimination match. At WrestleMania, they had a multi person single four match. At the last pay per view, they did a multi person ladder match. They, I remember SmackDown at one point had three different storylines going on for their mm. female wrestlers. And you, and I watched them, and like, well, this is brilliant because this is how the women's division should be utilized. It's not being a division, just being part of the show. You have multiple male storylines, you have multiple female storylines, you have multiple tag team storylines, if possible, there aren't enough tag teams. But now it's just that, well, we've got this one women's storyline, and everyone's involved in it. Mm. And it's just the same thing every week. It's just Shane McMahon stands there, everyone stands in a line, they say some pretty awful dialogue, and then a match is made. Really, really lazy booking. So lazy. Or actually... This week's dialogue wasn't too bad. Oh, I thought it was pretty with, okay. But Becky Lynch is so good. She's at, great, but like as as soon as Shane finished talking, and then it's like it's now my turn to yeah, speak because yeah. the script says that I talk now. And then Natalia stepped forward and was like, "And now it is my turn to speak, and I will say this." And then you you just watching it going, "Oh God, oh. it's going to be Tamina's turn. <laughs> it's Tamina's turn." Uh, and as soon as she stepped in, I was like, "Oh, she's blown it." She's yeah, blown yeah. It. <laughs> Before she opened her mouth, oh, oh God, God damn it, Tamina! Blown a line again. Uh, yeah. Best one of that was when. Um, I think it was before Money in the Bank and Charlotte was like if you don't stop talking I'm going to make you look like Ellsworth and to me instead of it's like if you don't stop talking I'm going to make you look like Ellsworth that, was, <laughs> that made me look- so happy 
Yeah, the cra- like Just, the crowd because the crowd were popping. It and popped then that- huge when Charlotte said it. <laughs> and then Tamina said it. Death is like everyone went. Ah. And like, there's a way to. I mean, he- no. Does- so you could go. No, I'm gonna make you look like Ellsworth, which is still terrible. But at least the well, the the inflections you- different. See, do you think that's what it was meant to be? No. Because I thought she was meant to have a different line, then forgot what that line was. So just repeated the last thing she heard. I, I think you're right, but you could have at least tried to save it. Like, oh, what is my line? I'll just say Charlotte, but I'll I'll make it yeah. you, about you now. But she didn't. She just said, this, I'll make I mean, you, you look, look like, like Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Like, what? <laughs> that <laughs> was great. Me, no. I, that was, I mean, that's an example of things being so bad. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, as is the Fashion Files X-Files parody. Yeah. So it's uh, The Truth Is Not H. I feel like they're... So I'm guessing that once this is done now, are they stopping the Fashion Files? I really hope Because it feels like they're burning through these now. It seemed like they... like Originally, it was a series of things. They would do like three weeks of one uh, one gimmick. They'd do three weeks of another. But now it just feels like they're just burning through these now. So like Mm. the Miami Vice one was really short-lived. Walker, Texas Ranger, which I thought was hilarious and should have gone for longer, was one week. And then they would jump straight to the Fashion X-Files. Just burning through these, mates. Well, yeah, hopefully they do. I mean, it's not like there's not many detective shows on TV. But no, yeah, but you, those are your big iconic. That's what I mean. So yeah, like you start off with so Law and Order, and then you do like the Gumshoe Detective stuff, like that, and then you did like mm-hmm. Holmes and Watson. I think they've done as well. I don't know. He's just burning through them a little yeah. bit. This was hilarious, though. It was. It was. They are so good. So that um, they thought the place was haunted, or there was a uh, alien ghost involved. Because X-Files. the truth is H. Yeah, and uh, there's a whoa, like a ghost noise. They pull back the curtain. It's Aiden English. Great delivery. Do you mind? So that was good. But then I thought that alien delivery oh, guy that, bit, that joke fell flat on its ass. It wasn't good. No. Like, but Fandango was so excellent in it. When Tyler Breezer was just like, it's like I'm silent because he's like, yeah. I deliver guy and Tyler's like, okay, cool. But Fandango was just like, so, so human-like. Sorry. Oh, leave that alone. That's my lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, but he was, he just, he, t- he kept on touching the delivery guy's face. Yeah. What is it like in your world? <laughs> She's got such a great voice for it as well. And then afterwards, he opens the, they the did, box. They did a Seven parody in this X-Files parody. Yeah, a Seven and Godfather parody <laughs> because, what, Tully the horse was kidnapped last week. Yep. It was a cuddly toy and it was the horse's head. And Fandango's that's still, that's of this. still technically a Seven parody, really, isn't it? But it's but it, the horse's head is the Godfather well, no, but, but I, in the box is Seven, yeah. Well, that's what I thought, but I thought because at the end of Seven, it's a head spoilers for seven yeah so i thought it was still just a carry a continuation of the of the uh seven oh yeah it's, but it's both you can have two parodies going on at the same time yeah but i think you're, it's put, a parody you're, put, a par- you're putting too much in the horse head if, if you were doing a horse's head parody you'd do it in a bed surely but you can't do that with the delivery guy thing i think they just threw all the no all i think, the jokes I think, at the wall I think this was just a, stick i think this was just a seven parody i did laugh on the wall though there was a picture of uh our truth and it said our truth is out there that's nice that's very good i just want a screenshot of that, that board every time because they're always excellent uh, but yeah when Fandango opened the box for the uh, Godfather reference <laughs> he just he just the way he sold it was no 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 Tully no no and he, just, he kept on yeah. going uh, and in there there was to be continued a battle to be concluded oh sorry to be concluded yeah, yeah we're going to finally have the reveal Ooh. of who was destroying the so clearly it's not American Alpha anymore yeah so who is it uh, I am going to put 
Uh, my guess, I mean, we could probably save this for the Battleground predictions. Uh, yeah, save episode. it for that. Shall save, save it for that? that. Okay. Yeah, because that will be on a Saturday for everyone or Friday for Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Uh, and finally, in the main event, we've already kind of talked about it. Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin, the heels, <laughs> beat AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. The baby faces. Good match, but yeah, it was a good match. Of course, it was. Look at the four men in the ring. It's bound to be a good match. Just not much to work with. Nope. And you know, this is so Owens is feuding with Styles and Corbin's feuding with Nakamura. They both got pay per view matches uh, this Sunday. This is the go home show. This was just a match. Like, well, why couldn't you do an angle, a beat down thing? But it was just Owens pinned AJ off a blind tag. And then walked up the ramp, and you cli- you ended the show with Corbin and Owens pointing, and uh, AJ laid out in the ring, and Nakamura going, doing his weird pointy yeah. thing back. So why not? Why not give it something? Why not? You know, do an angle. <laughs> well, that would be too much for SmackDown. I feel like <laughs> SmackDown hasn't had an angle in months. It feels the, like well, the the Fashion Files. Yeah, but that was more of a backstage skit, more than a, like an angle. So unsurprisingly, I'm just going to say it now. I much preferred Raw. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I absolutely. thought Raw was not only a good show. I thought SmackDown was a lackluster show, mm. especially considering it's got the pay per view this weekend. Yeah, um, I'm, and it's amazing that the one thing that I'm intrigued about with Battleground is the reveal of uh, who trashed the fashion police's office. Yeah. It's really about it. Yeah, I don't mm. care. Well, I'm actually perversely curious about the Punjabi yeah. prison match because especially after it's going to be weird. Especially after watching both the other two, uh, both two classic in the encounters. <laughs> yeah, on Monday. Uh, but that's all we've got time for today. We will be back on Saturday with the predictions for Battleground. So make sure to click notifications or subscribe or anything uh, on your YouTube device. I think you have a YouTube device to make sure you get notified about that first and of course click the videos that have just appeared over Luke's face to catch up with the latest episodes of the WrestleTalk News or WrestleRamble support WrestleTalk on Patreon I've already told you to subscribe this is Luke Owen, I've been Ollie Davis and that was Wrestling Rambling Hi I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.